What is going on, you beautiful, wonderful, amazing humans? I'm gonna crack open a cold one. When I say cold one, I mean an Olipop because I don't drink alcohol really. Uh, these are really good. And this is not a sponsorship, by the way. I know it sounds like it right off the bat, but they're just genuinely, they're really good. They've got prebiotics and they're only like 30 calories and they're pretty damn good for you as well. But anyways, I digress. It's really good. Um, I recorded this podcast twice already. The first time, I didn't love how it was going because I felt like I wasn't getting the point across clear enough. The second time, my beautiful, amazing girlfriend called me right in the middle of it and then it just cut me off, which was not her fault. It was something with the platform that I used. But anyway, what I wanted to talk about was two things really. But the first one that I think is really important and it just came across my mind kind of when I was moving, um, which by the way, I apologize for not posting last week. I was in the transition of moving and it was just kind of a time crunch. I wasn't able to get something up, but, um, I was thinking that I've, and to be completely transparent with you guys, I've been kind of struggling with, uh, gratitude when I was gone. When I'm in Utah, it's really easy for me because it's like where I was born. It's where I was raised. It's really easy to have perspective here in my opinion. Um, but when I was gone, I was in a new place. I wasn't familiar with it. And it was just a lot of new territory that I was trying to figure out. So it was hard for me to like gain clarity and just be in my routine and have perspective. So one of the most important things that I do when it comes to that, to kind of gain that perspective back and just be present, because that's something that's really hard when you're not being graceful, um, or when you don't have grace rather, is asking yourself a simple question, and this is why I wanted to do this podcast, is ask yourself a couple questions. The first one being, what is the point of being born? Like, genuinely, what? why are we here? What are we doing? What is the purpose of your life personally? And when you ask yourself that question, you might get an answer that you don't like, or you might have to wake up and actually, you know, look at life a little bit differently in order to change your life. And, um, Something that I'll do, I'll just share this because it helps me. When I'm feeling like I'm lacking gratitude or I'm not able to have perspective or to, you know, have clarity on whatever it is that I'm doing or trying to do, I think of it like this. Um, at least I use this analogy. So, like, imagine you're in a forest and you're looking around and you can't, you can't see anything. You don't have any perspective because all these trees are tall and, you know, you can't see up above. So the best way to look at it is imagine that you're in a helicopter looking down on the forest. At that point, you have a whole lot of perspective. You can see what's going on. You can see what's moving. You can see where you need to go. And that's, I think, the best way to view life is try and put yourself in that mindset that you're up above, right? And you're viewing your life from a much larger scope and a long term. And I think in terms of perspective and gratitude, when you ask that question of, you know, why are we here? Or what is my purpose on earth? And you don't have an answer and you're just going through the day-to-day monotonous tasks with no intention really and no fulfillment why like why <laughs> we have a one in gary v posted this it was like a one in 438 billion or trillion it was one of the two either way it's ridiculous chance of being alive of being born so when you can keep that in mind and just realize we're so lucky to even be here if you're not doing anything with that then really like you're not adding any value to this planet and to this world. And I, I've talked about this a lot. 
when you ask yourself what is the purpose of being on earth i've shared mine with you guys personally what mine is and what i think everyone's is really from my perspective is to add value to others and i think that, that means you experience as many things as you possibly can while you're alive so that you can pass that down to the next generation and they can continue to do so for years to come because our whole goal as human beings as a society as humanity is to live an altruistic life and be one at least i think and i think if we could do that and we were conscious of that i think our life and our world would reflect a whole lot better um, i think that we would treat others um, in a more kind manner i think that we would keep the perspective that we're all brothers and sisters um, at the core of all of this and that we all have a very similar goal um, you know obviously there's outliers within that but i would say the majority of people and you know, it could be wrong. I hope not. <laughs> they come to this world with pure intentions and they're bred out of that. Whether that's from parents, external sources, whatever it might be, whatever those circumstances are. But when we can keep in mind that everyone wants to come to this world, enjoy their time here, live it to the fullest, um, you know, and have fulfillment, then I think we will all work towards that common goal. But when you lose perspective of that, and that comes from doing the monotonous tasks day in, day out, you lose perspective. And a really good way to gain that back, which is the point I was trying to get to to share, is go out into nature. And this might sound kind of hippy-dippy, but it's not. Like, it's just reality. Biologically, we're wired this way. If you can go out and connect to the earth and, like, what has been here for millions of years, I think it makes you feel very small. And then that will bring you back to your purpose of being here. For some people, it might scare them of, like, this is such a big planet. Like, why am I here? There is no purpose. But again, going back to the point of like, you have a very, very small chance of even being born, that there's a reason that we're here. And we have to figure out what that reason is individually and work towards something collectively. Um, so that was the first part that I wanted to share. And hopefully, you know, and I think the point of podcasts, I want to touch on this too, because I don't think people touch on it enough. I think podcasts are such a beautiful thing. And I'm not saying just mine personally, but just in general, I think that podcasts allow people to connect to others' beliefs. And sometimes people feel crazy. And I think the world of podcasting has kind of opened up people's eyes to the fact that there's a lot of people that think the way that I do. And it allows you to connect and, you know, form a community sometimes. And I really want to continue to push that and just um, push people to think outside of the box, outside of the norm, and do things differently. It's okay. It, you know, you're not, you might get shunned, you might have people be pissed at you. But at the end of the day, if you look back on your life when you're 95 years old, are you going to be happy that you conformed to everyone else's beliefs or you did what everyone else wanted you to do? Or are you going to be happy that you took chances and you learned things and you, you know, you didn't go by the rule book all the time and you didn't follow these dumb rules that don't make a lot of sense most of the time, but you tried things for you and you gained experiences. I would say the latter of the two would probably be the best. But um, anyways, getting back to the point, the other side of that that's beautiful is that with podcasts and just in general with the world that we live in of social media, it allows you to hear differing perspectives. And that's almost even more healthy because it allows you to expand the way that you think. And you might not agree with it, and that's okay. I don't think you should all the time. But at least it gives your mind two ways of seeing a situation. And when you do that, it gives you a large advantage over people that are closed-minded. So I'll give you guys an example. Again, I used this uh, two weeks ago almost. But Andrew Tate. He's very controversial. He's blown up the internet. Whether you like it or not, he did it in a very smart way. And I don't necessarily agree with the things that he preaches, most of it. I do think that some of it has some validity 
and business-wise he's done things some of it in a smart way i don't agree with it morally or ethically but the point is the guy's smart has he channeled the best way no but when i first started watching him it would piss me off so bad because i didn't agree with anything that he was saying and i thought that the message he was sending to a young audience was very negative and they're very influenced and i think that's a very dangerous thing and we've all been there when you're 14 15 you're looking for someone to listen to you're wanting someone to learn from you're just eager for that um and so when you find something that resonates with you whether it's negative or positive you engulf yourself in that and that's why i wanted to just shut down his message really quick because some of the things that he preaches i'm like dude you're just i think he forgets that he has such an influence and he'll speak his opinions and not let people know this is just my way of thinking and he's done a better job of it now because he's become aware of it but he didn't used to but my point being is i would just completely shut off everything that he said and not listen to him and that's very against my way of thinking that's not my nature but i was so pissed off at the message but more recently i've been listening to some of the stuff he says and i'm like you know what i might not agree with it but by understanding what he's saying i can approach conversations and i can have a leg up on people because while I don't agree with it, I know the angle that they're taking. So I can give my approach to it in a more sophisticated manner. And something that I also realized, I want to share this stuff because I think it's important in business and in life and just to have leverage and not in a negative way. But uh, he was on a podcast with a gentleman that was really smart and he actually kind of caught Andrew in some situations where he couldn't answer things and he got kind of frustrated. And he basically just said, fuck this. And what I think the guy did wrong is he came to the table saying, I know you do this, I know you do this, and I've done this research, and I, blah, blah, blah. And I think a better way to approach is just a situation like that, which I learned this from a book, is you should go into every situation, and also my current boss, you should go into every situation knowing 10 times more than anyone else in the room, but don't act like it. Meaning, you should ask questions that you know an answer to, and see how people answer them, and then you can navigate in the lead. So listen first with intent, and then you can respond. And I think the guy on the podcast could have really taken control of it in a more um, proper manner by doing that. But he came to the table saying, I know this, I know this, I know this. And it almost made him look stupid. Um, but he did know more. But he just didn't approach it the right way. So anyways, that was just a side tangent that I wanted to throw in there. But the second piece of this podcast, which is really what this stemmed from, is not... And I've talked about this in the past. Is you need to be careful of your belief systems and you need to be careful of other belief systems being put onto you. And I'll give you an example. I went and picked up a desk from my office the other day. Um, for those of you who live in Utah, we have something called KSL and sometimes there's really good stuff on there. So I found something from these people that were moving and I went to pick it up, um, by myself and the guy helped me carry it out to my truck. It was his wife that I bought it from, but he came out and immediately this guy just had an, an, a little bit off energy, if you will. Um, I could tell that he was kind of down and I felt very empathetic because I could tell that he wasn't in the best place. But we started talking and there was a lot of projecting uh, that was coming from him. And it was just, it was interesting. You know, like I said, I was empathetic towards whatever was going on. And I don't say that like I'm better than him, but I, it just made me sad that he was so sad. But he said some things that really were eye-opening to me. Um, the first one being... We are talking about my situation. He asked me if I was an athlete. And I was like, what gave it away? I'm jokingly because I'm tall. And I thought that's what he was talking about. But he's like, oh, you just have an athletic body. And <laughs> not in a weird way. But we just started talking about that. And then he asked me. So he's like, oh, did you go back to school after you came home from playing college basketball? And like the way that he said it and what he said afterwards was almost pertaining to like this ideology that you're not successful if you don't go back to school. And as soon as I said no... Um, I didn't, and it was the best thing that I ever did because of X. 
I could tell it was like a, an immediate shift of like judgment. And I said, it was the best thing I've ever done in my life, not going back to school. And immediately he was like, well, you're young. You haven't really experienced that much. And I was like, dude, you don't know me at all. <laughs> I was like, I'm 23 and I've gone through a lot of things in my life. I've lived in different countries. I've like, I've done more than most people at 23. And I don't say it to brag. I just say it because you don't know other people's experiences. And I'm not going to come in here and say I've done X, Y, Z and blah, 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 because that's not the point. But the point is, is don't approach conversation thinking that you know that other person's situation and don't project your ideologies and your thoughts onto them. Ask them, oh, well, what have you done? Like, why was it the best decision of your life? I'm really curious. Like, you seem kind of young. I'm surprised that you feel that way. Like, that's a better way to approach a conversation, I believe. And I think you get a whole lot more out of that for yourself and the other person. Um, but anyways, it was just interesting that that was his perception, which made me think, you know, he was probably born or, or brought up in a family rather, or had his own beliefs that you have to go to college to be successful, or you have to take the certain route in order to make life meaningful. Or maybe by the time that he was 23, he hadn't traveled or done certain things. And uh, it just made me think that everyone has these different perceptions of life. And again, when you can lead with empathy and not get mad at that, because it didn't piss me off, it just made me sad for him then I think you can understand human beings a lot better. And yesterday when I recorded this podcast, I was referencing a book called Drive, which talks on the basis of human psychology and um, the biological wiring of human beings. And I've just started it, so it's, it's newer, and I'll touch on it more as I go through it if there's things that I think I should share. But the first um, kind of chapter goes over um, just... It's called Motivation 1.0, which was talking about, again, the biological wiring of humans and what drove us, which in the beginning was, you know, safety, um, food, and a lot of other factors of, like, danger. And we're not wired that, like, we still have that wiring biologically, but things have changed in society. And what are those triggers and things that we need to hide from? It's not a saber-tooth tiger anymore, um, <laughs> unless you're living in some crazy remote third world country. I don't think you have to run from tigers. Um and so the point was that worked to a certain extent and then it didn't. And so now we have motivation 2.0 and that was, you know, the next century. Um, and when I say that, I mean, I guess like the 1900s or 1800s leading up to now, and then we've got motivation 2.1. So there are these new factors that have come in and our biological wiring isn't always correct because we have to adapt. And I think that leads into the whole point of this is we live in a different world. We live in a different time. And I think you should really grasp on to what does that mean for you personally? Um, and again, what is the intent of being here? But what I wanted to say on this um, topic is when that guy said that, it kind of triggered some other things for me personally, but also just in general, that we have this idea that because we're young, we shouldn't work a certain way or we shouldn't be as successful as said person or we can't achieve X because we're brought up thinking that while you're young, you should, you know, go to college, you should take five, six years to figure things out. And I don't think that those things are bad, but if you are someone that's taken a different path and you're doing well at a young age, monetarily, or you're fulfilled, whatever that might be, like, don't let other people project it onto you. Like <laughs> some people will be like, oh, you're too young to be doing that. You can't take things that serious. Says who? And young is relative, right? In the 1800s, the average age lived, I think, was 35 to 42, something in that range. And granted, there were a lot of infants that died and that number is accounted for. 
But if you're 24 and the average age of death is 42, like you're on the tail end of your life there. <laughs> that's a little bit different situation. So I, again, I think that's just perspective. And I think it's the complete opposite. I think when you're young, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have fun, you should, and you should experience things, as I said earlier, but you should be as hungry and as driven as you can to fuck everyone else up. And I say that in a loving way, but like you should be driven to be better than everyone else or whatever it is that you're doing. And if you're not, which goes back to the beginning of this podcast, why? Why are you okay being mediocre? And maybe shift it to a different perspective of like, if I had a week left in this position or whatever it is that you're doing, how would I show up? Like if I knew I had a week to prove myself to my boss, to anyone else that's around me, to family members, whoever it is, it doesn't matter. To yourself is the most important part. How would you show up? How would you approach conversations? What would your work ethic be like? And how would you prove to yourself that you're worthy of whatever it is that you're doing? So keep that perspective in mind. And don't let people tell you because you're young, you can't do certain things. I think that's a projection of other people. Maybe they didn't do shit by the time they were 23. It doesn't mean you can't. Um, So just be very conscious of that. And that's something that I learned when I was like 18. And the idea was, you know, be careful listening to your parents or your peers or your brothers or your sisters, whoever it is in your life. Um, If they haven't done what you're trying to do and you're taking advice on it because it's, it's a false belief system. They don't know what they're talking about. And it's nothing against them. You can love them, but don't take advice from certain people. And I wanted to bring up a different point from a different book, which is Think and Grow Rich, which I strongly encourage everyone to read. But something that's mentioned in this book is one of the main weaknesses of mankind is the average person's familiarity with the word impossible. And mankind, women are obviously included in that. I don't really like that word. But um, to segue off of that, it says success comes to those who become success conscious, which means you know what to look for. And that goes in a lot of ways. And the opposite of that is failure comes to those who indifferently allow themselves to become failure conscious. And when you can change the mindset to success conscious, your life will change drastically. And I'm telling you this in personal experience. As an example, one of the biggest dudes I looked up to was a massive mentor for me for four or five years with millions of followers. I'm going to keep his name private, but I now work for him. And it came full circle. Like this dude has millions of followers and is idolized on a very high level. People would die to be in the situation that I'm in. And I'm not saying that to brag, but I say that because I became very conscious of what I wanted to do. And I was in a position where I was not happy. Um, As some of you know, uh, I worked for a previous company that went very downhill and um, it was a good position. Like it wasn't bad. And my whole goal, as you guys know, is not to be an employee. And at this point, I'm technically 1099. So I'm sub- like a contractor. But anyways, I digress. Once again, the point is I became aware of what I wanted to do. And I started looking for that. And I found ways to get into that. And then by doing so, I, you know, one thing led to another, I was on LinkedIn, I went to every single person that worked for this person. And I messaged them. And I got a message back. And then that led to more opportunities. And it just continues to grow and grow and grow. And, um, that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't success conscious, if I wasn't conscious of what I wanted to do, if I wasn't looking for opportunities, like I've talked about your reticular activating system. When you tell your brain what to look for, you'd be very shocked at what comes to fruition and you'd be very shocked at what it becomes aware of. So lead with that, become aware of it, read this freaking book, (laughs) think and grow rich. It's something it's by Napoleon Hill. This will really shift your mindset around money 
success, fulfillment, and life. Um, it's really good, and it's not a hard read. Um, let me see how long this is. It's like 270 pages. You could read it in a week. Um, but strongly encourage you guys to read that. <clears throat> and to conclude this podcast, I just want to say um, thank you to someone. Her name is, I don't know if I'm allowed to say her name, but I'm going to say it anyway. Sorry, Sydney. Um, her name's Sydney Young, and I need to get back to her email, but I did read it. She sent me an email um, that basically just said she, uh, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, she's like, you know, I don't usually agree with a lot of podcasts or something to that extent, but she's like, I really agree with what you say. And it's comforting, basically. And I really appreciated that because um, it makes me want to keep doing this. And the other thing she said, she's like, you know, I read some of the reviews on um, Spotify and a couple of them were negative. And she's like, don't listen to that. She's like, they're not true. Or again, something that I extent. I'm paraphrasing here. I apologize if I got it wrong, Sydney. But, and I wanted to say thank you for that. But also at the same time, it's okay. Like no one, not everyone has to agree with what I'm saying. I don't want them to, because I can't learn if I don't. And to be completely frank, I read the reviews and my reviews are very high, by the way. It's like a 4.7 or 4.8, but there was a few people that didn't like the Caller Daddy podcast that I posted. And to be fair, um, I think I didn't approach that in the most mature manner because it was very much, this is how it is. This is weird. This is not weird. And I think weird is a very uh, misused term. And I've realized that as I've gotten older and as I've reflected on some of the things that I've said, and this is just like one minor thing. So, you know, you can overanalyze anything, but I did want to apologize. Um, and I think I talked about this in a previous podcast, but I just want to say it again is you need to be willing to be wrong sometimes and you need to admit that you can improve. And so this is what I'm doing. I think that the way that I approached that wasn't the most mature. And I think it was almost hypocritical because I always preach that even if you don't agree with someone doesn't mean that you have to put them down or it doesn't mean that you even need to understand it, but don't judge them for it. If that makes sense. Now, don't get me wrong. If there is, you know, a six year old man that's out there raping young children. Yeah. I'm going to be pretty opinionated on that. But when it came to the caller daddy thing, um, I do think that there are things that are inherently wrong and things that are inherently right, but the way that I framed it wasn't the best. So just wanted to apologize for that. Um, and the feedback's great. Like whoever left me those reviews, like me or hate me, like, thanks. I appreciate it. It doesn't hurt my feelings. It actually helps. So I appreciate you. But uh, anyways, guys, I love you very much. And I uh, hope you guys all have an amazing week, month, year. And hopefully some of these tips helped. So let me know what you guys want to hear next. And uh, if you guys want me to do more of these book reviews too, I'm more than happy to. Like I, I enjoy doing it. So, and it's really good info. It's not just me. It's people that are far more advanced than me. So I uh, love you guys. Have a good week, like I said. And uh, let me know your feedback. You can DM me, email me, um, whatever's best. But I appreciate you guys. As always, if it was a good podcast, if I didn't, you know, just go on a tangent for an hour and bore you then please like um, comment follow all that fun stuff it's much appreciated love you guys have a good one bye